Hey, 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 welcome back. This is Create and Destroy. I'm Jordan Jan. You're listening to a very special in-season series, which breaks down to top 10 questions that I was asked over 2018 from over 5,000 entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs working for themselves and for companies all around the world. Um, these questions have been curated as I've been going around meeting with people, having chats, and these are the top 10. We're up to episode six. So tune in, guys. This is Create and Destroy. So this question here might seem a little bit funny, especially if you're listening to this in a chronological order. Question number five, the one right before this one was, can you look at my business plan? And basically the answer from me nine times out of 10 is, is a pretty, pretty much a hard up no. I just want to see what you've done rather than what you're planning to do. I want to see if your actions are, uh, are matching up with your intentions and with your vision. So now this one here, I, I, I want to make sure that you realize that I'm talking about goal setting now and I'm not talking about planning. So question number six. This one here is, comes from people when they're a little bit lost. We all like to measure things, everything that we do in sport, we measure it most of the time by scoring goals or if you're running from pace or distance or something like that. And so in business, we're always looking for metrics that we can measure against ourselves and, and, and against our past selves to make sure that we're improving. So often somebody will walk into, into the office, into the studio and sit down and they might seem a little bit perplexed and a little bit just just lost, to be honest. And I might say, hey, man, what's going on? Like, you seem a little lost. And I've heard this so many times this year, and it might not be in these exact words, but what the person is saying is, Geordie, I just don't know what to aim for. I don't know if I'm improving. I don't know if I'm losing momentum, but I need to know how I can set some goals. So the question is simply, I don't know what to aim for and, and how can we how can we start measuring things just so I can tell if I'm improving or not. And so I can only share with you how I personally measure this. Now there's the obvious metric which is profit and it's financial. And we're talking about business, so that's probably the first metric that we're looking at. It's really hard, especially when you're starting out. Most likely you're not going to be turning a profit for a little while. You're going to be working super hard. And it might feel like you're not getting anywhere. So it's important that we have a few other, I guess, metrics or milestones that we can measure against to see if we're improving. So what I personally do is I have four pillars and I'm constantly assessing my decisions based on these next few pillars. The first is financial. Is the work that I'm doing paying me back financially in a dollar sense and I'm getting money to pay for my lifestyle? and for my bills and my rent and food and all that sort of stuff through the work that I'm doing. And that one's really simple. The second is lifestyle. Am I working way, way too much and I don't have this work-life balance sorted? Am I, am I not enjoying? Am I losing the excitement for the work that I'm doing? And if the answer is no, then I know that there's an imbalance. And then the, the really important thing there is to measure, is this a short-term imbalance? Or have I somehow got myself into a long-term imbalance, which I've been very, very guilty of, especially when running retail and hospitality venues at the same time. That's very, very long hours. The third that I like to measure is not about me. It's about 
everybody else. I like to measure my impact. And this is really easy. I like to look around and see maybe on social media or emails and DMs and just conversations from people in the community interacting with, with what I'm creating and are they getting something out of it? Are they positively impacted by the work that I'm doing? Now, this isn't about money. This is just about people liking what I'm doing and getting something out of it. And for me, that's immensely valuable because I want to make sure whatever I'm doing has purpose and every single thing that I do is is based around making people feel better or understand what they're doing a little bit better or helping them achieve their goals and their purpose. So if I can enable somebody else to do this, then tick, I, I'm moving forward. And that could just be one person. It doesn't have to be impacting thousands of people. It can be, I just helped Mary or Johnny or Abdul achieve what they wanted to do this week. And that feels good. And then the fourth pillar is all about well-being. I want to make sure that I feel good. Um, I, I'm sleeping well and, and I just basically feel round and whole for what I'm doing. This one here is really hard to measure, but for me personally, I can tell if something's out of whack, if my skin is bad or if I can't sleep or if I just feel lethargic and a little bit like a space cadet, I know something's wrong. So I need to come back and I need to reassess what I'm doing and figure out, hang on, has my lifestyle impacted my well-being? Because those two are very related. So I need to readjust. So after I've assessed my output and my inputs and making sure that all of the four pillars, financial, lifestyle, impact, and well-being are in balance, and sometimes they're not all perfectly in balance and you need to understand that there's ebbs and flows and you know, there's, there's yin and yang to everything. So sometimes there'll be no financial, you know, reward or income for a long time, depending on the type of work that you're doing. And know that later on, you'll be reimbursed for the work that you're currently doing. And so this is where an imbalance will come. And this is where a lot of uncertainty might, might appear. And so we need to make sure that our ego is in check. And this, this really took me a long time to figure out. And it's, it's only because of a lot of reading and researching about, um, I guess, ego and, and a lot more well-being things and how our brain works that I started realizing that our ego always wants more. It doesn't matter where we are. If we're in a very great spot and everything's amazing, you'll find that you always you most well, not not for everybody. You know, there's a few a few people out there that I know that are very content and, and very balanced in this sense, but I'm not one of them. I find myself always wanting wanting for more and realize and forgetting rather that at one point what I have now I wanted. So this here is called hedonic vulnerability, and so this is when we reach a certain point and we've achieved goals that we have previously set out, we've arrived at that destination and all of a sudden we want something else. Now this happened to me this year. I brought a new car and it was great and it's all I wanted for a long time and I got the car and guess what? A week later I wanted it to be faster and blacker and, you know, all those really materialistic things. And it wasn't until I intentionally went a few days without the car and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back to the old way. I'm going to walk to that meeting. 
I'm going to get public public transport and Ubers and and do it the old way, just so I can remember how lucky I am for what I have and how much I wanted that thing that I have now. And for me, that was a way to rebalance myself and to go, Jordan, you're being a dickhead, mate. Just chill out. Everything's cool. You don't need anything else. You're you're totally fine. And so from that, I've kind of devised four questions that measure against my four pillars of, I guess, well-being. And so I'm always looking at these questions. My first is, do I have enough to live? And that there's about financial. Am I okay? Can I pay rent? Can I pay for my my lifestyle? And, and I want to make sure that my lifestyle is always modest. I like to live beneath my means. And if the answer to that is yes, I have enough to live. And for 99% of us, this question is going to always be a yes. And it's a way for us to reassess and go, hang on, man, you're going to be fine. You're just being a little bit greedy and you're measuring yourself against the wrong types of people. Maybe you're on social media and you're, you know, you're looking at the people with the flashy cars and the watches and all those sorts of things and going, fuck, that's what I want. Why don't I have that? And realizing, hang on, your watch is fine and your car's fine. You don't need that. It does the same thing. So that one there is just about readjusting ourselves. The second question that I ask myself is, is my work-life balance okay? I go, hey, have I seen my friends recently? Have I hung out with my girlfriend? Have I gone on date night or, you know, just been able to jump on the phone or Skype with a friend for a couple hours? And have I done that? If I, if I haven't reached out to my friends in a little while, I start feeling, I guess, lost and, and like I'm missing out on something. So I need to make sure that, hang on, work needs to chill for a second. And I need to make sure that I rebalance by checking in with life. And this might just be not about friends and family at all. This might be hang on, I need to put the the pen or the pixels down for a second and I'm just going to go to the gallery or I'm just going to walk around the block and grab a coffee and just enjoy, just enjoy living for, for this, this short brief point, moment. It might be 10 minutes and that just might be enough to rebalance yourself. The third question I ask myself is, do people like or value what I do or are people engaging and liking what I do? If the answer is no, then if people aren't liking what I'm doing and then nobody's getting value out of it, well then, geez, maybe I have to reassess what I'm doing because I really want to help people. I want to make sure that people out there are getting value out of my experiences or my knowledge or my artwork or design or whatever it is. I want to make sure that I'm helping other people or organizations achieve what they need to and If there's an imbalance there, maybe I need to reassess what work I'm doing. Maybe, just maybe, and this has happened to me many, many times, I've taken a job or I've taken taken on a project purely because of the financial side of the fence and not because of the work that I'm doing is going to create a positive impact. That there will throw everything out of motion. So now, out of, I guess, learning over and over and over, sometimes the hard way, I need to realize, hang on, is this going to create value? Am am I going to really like this or am I just doing this for the money? Because if it's for the money, then it's really quickly going to unravel. I'd almost prefer to do jobs for no money if it creates huge impact and find another way to get paid rather than the latter. Now, the third is, how am I feeling? 
am I feeling, you know, a little bit shaken? Am I, you know, a little bit lost or in the gray? Well, you know, what's going on here? And again, I use, I guess some, I, I try to borrow from many different methodologies and ideologies globally. And one that I always return to is Stoicism. And the Stoics and Marcus Aurelius used to, well, geez, this is thousands of years ago. He made famous the, the term negative visualization. It was in Latin, it wasn't in English. But basically, negative visualization is picturing something horrible happening. So this might be picturing your life without your loved ones, without your friends, and tragically somebody leaving this earth or dying, or picturing everything that you have or you've worked for going away. And that there, if you can really picture that, that there should be enough to go, oh my God, I'm so lucky. Everything is is really, really great actually. I'm my ego's getting in the way and I'm really, you know, really lost for, for no apparent reason. And by using negative visualization and picturing something really bad happening, it might just bring you back to the present, bring you back to the moment and realize how lucky you are to be, you know, born where you're born, listening to a podcast, you know, self-learning. You've got the internet, food, clean water, all these things. You've got loved ones around you. You're probably living in a great place that you love. And all these things add up to realigning yourself and, and making yourself realize that you're pretty damn lucky and everything's going to be all right. doesn't matter how bad it is. There's always somebody out there far worse off than you. So that's my 10, my 10 tips. Nope, that's my four tips on how to aim for something and how to set up pillars that I can measure myself against. And that brings us to the end of question six from the top 10 questions asked in 2018. I'm Jordan Jan. You're listening to Create and Destroy from Rochambeau Studios. Up next, question seven, or one all about creativity, actually. I'm going to love this one. So thanks for listening, guys. As always, reach out with any questions. You will always find my details floating on the internet. I'm sure you'll find it. You found the podcast, so you can find me. Awesome. Thanks, guys.